0: Saturday, what's up? MTV News was forced to get off of home base when thought it was too dangerous.
1: I said too many people are getting hurt. There were 10 people that were taken off site. A lot of people have been talking about these fires, but it was so much more than that. Podcast 99. Hello, folks. It's Ryan Lichten here, and we are back with more Podcast 99. We have another survivor story today. Uh, we've gotten a whole influx of these. I I mentioned on our last episode today, we're talking to Matt L and Matt. He has, I don't want to say a run of the mill story, but it's like one of those perfect Woodstock 99 stories where there's, you know, you have the icon acts, you know, that, that he went to see, like he saw, you know, limp biscuit and chili peppers and corn and, and all that stuff. But he also, you know, had a great time at the rave. He, he partook. He did, all of the fun things you could do at Woodstock 99. He even uh, lost himself a bit in you know, in the, the fires of the grounds as well as his own mind, but only briefly. This is a great survivor story. It's a great way to get back into it. So without further ado, this is my interview with Woodstock 99 attendee Matt L. All right, folks, it is our first survivor story in nearly a year. I'm here on the phone with Matt L. Matt, how did you find us?
0: Uh, man, that is a very good question. I think it was was it either an article that I read at some point, that or just going doing a deep dive of my natural nostalgia with Woodstock over the last, you know, I mean obviously, you know, over two decades right and finding i'm like oh there's a kind of an interesting podcast and uh yeah they actually are doing kind of deeper dives away from what the media has tried to project you know over the years and uh just having you know personal experiences with people and um I remember just being on a plane and saving i had a long flight to la um of all places not santa clarita yeah. um and uh yeah and i remember like saving a couple of them and just uh yeah listening to them and being like oh this is a nice deep dive to actually hear people's different perspectives so uh can't exactly remember how i found it but obviously spotify was you know clearly the platform that i've been using to listen to them
1: all right well the important thing is that you're here so let's let's go all the way back the year is 1999 when, well, what are you doing in 1999? How old are you? What's what's kind of going on in your life before you you get to the festival?
0: Uh, I'm 19, and um, I am working at the Virgin Megastore in Orlando, Florida, and I am having a conversation with a friend of mine, saying, "Hey, you know, this is just this is right at the end of senior year, um, in uh, in high school." And talking about wanting to go to this, uh, you know, obviously Woodstock '99, where apparently Guns N' Roses were going to be playing, and all these other bands. And I was like, okay, well, Guns N' Roses aren't playing,
1: right? <laughs> um, but
0: nonetheless, it it just sounded like a uh, naturally something that it was, you know, coming from somebody who's just a big music nerd and tries to go as many shows as possible, uh, and go to festivals and and all the above. It just sounded like a perfect opportunity to kind of cap the senior year. Of high school why all the other friends were going to cancun for the big senior trip where like me and a few other people were like you know what let's just go to woodstock it sounds cheaper um not in <laughs> the grand <laughs> scheme in the in the grand scheme of things um <laughs> oh, like i love how this documentary is out now so we can explore those topics but um nonetheless no yeah so that's that's where we're at uh yeah back literally obviously 1999 and just uh collaborated with them and like yeah let's just go do this and buy a ticket And uh, and we'll figure things out on the way. But strategically
1: now, when you saw the announcement or or when you first started hearing about it, obviously you worked in a music store. So I'm sure it was, you know, very prevalent uh, in -hmm. in your periphery. But like, was there a feeling at all with you and your friends like like, oh, it's Woodstock, like like in the classic Woodstock sense? Or was it more like this is just going to be an insane festival, like regardless of the uh, Americana aspect of it?
0: Yeah, no, definitely didn't get any of the 69 feels. Um, I mean, 94, God, I wish I was, you know, not 14 at the time. I could have gone to that one. Um, but and not and nothing against 99. Had a great time in 99. But uh, no, it was really just about the music. Like, let's just go and there's certain artists that we wanted to see. And we knew it was just going to be a collaboration of a lot of people. We didn't really know what to expect because at that point in time, you know, I've been to like the Lollapaloozas and, you know, or, you know, the touring Lollapalooza at that time and uh, like Ozfest fest and, and and festivals like that but this was going to be a completely different beast right. and yeah so we didn't really know what to expect but we just know whatever we're carefree we'll make things happen and we just want to go see some music and we'll meet some interesting people and uh we'll bring our provisions with us and make sure we have a good
1: time so what like i, I mean it's funny that you said like you had been to a lot and Ozfest, um, but woodstock seemed different do you think that that has to do with like the differences between the acts Like, you know, you have your Ozfest stuff And then you have your super mainstream radio stuff And then you have right. your kind of more alty Lollapalooza stuff What do you think in your head Made Woodstock seem like Okay, even though I'm prepared by going to other festivals This is going to be different
0: Well, that's a good question um, Knowing the diversity of it Even though, I, I know these documentaries And the HBO Max one and, and all, they just they Push the new stuff so much But there were so many other great bands that were there as well that were you weren't as aggro and like you know of course i was all about seeing the rages and the metallicas and and um you know and and bands like that but like you know i was definitely there to go see like the roots and i was there to go see counting crows and i was there uh tragically hip and g love and james brown and you know go to the rays and it was a whole amalgamation of different genres of music that uh, i just seemed like you know an experience, and like I, I, going back you know because Lollapalooza, but even Lollapalooza would kind of uh, kind of differ in between a little bit from time to time. I remember going to like Lollapalooza '96, where it was you know of course like the Ramones, and you had like you know Rancid, and then you had you know Soundgarden, and right. you had uh, like Screaming Trees, and so it was still a little bit of a mix. But this one you know. It, it mixed it up a little bit more too. And so it was, it was inviting in that sense. Like I wasn't the person who was like, I'm literally buying a ticket just to go see corn. Cause I can go see corn in Lakeland. Yeah. Florida. Right. You know what I mean? Like I, it's, it's not, that's not my main draw.
1: Right. It's the, it's the whole picture, which is, which is awesome. You know what I mean? And that's kind of something that we've noticed with a lot of, uh, or, or at least several of our survivors is that, you know, it's a very eclectic taste. Like we, we yeah. rarely had a guest on that just wanted, like you said, just wanted to go see, Corn or something like that. It's like no. It's like I get to see James Brown and Corn and like you say, Counting Crows and everything else. So yeah,
0: yeah. I yeah. mean, look at like an insane clown posse. I mean, right.
1: that that by far
0: is the one of the most entertaining shows I have ever seen in my life to this day. And this is coming from somebody who it wasn't like it wasn't like a diehard Juggalo or anything like that, but like just the subculture right. of what's going on with that and like and being able to be being able to see the roots finish and then watching the general roots demographic leave and watching more of a nihilistic which i don't know necessarily if i need to tag that onto it but it from a comedic standpoint it almost is um like watching the influx of like that shift that that juxtaposed uh juxtaposed you know shift which is just fascinating yeah so many it's just it's just yeah it's just if you're an observational thinker and viewer like you just you just want it's more of like anthropologically you're just seeing a a very very strange transition of different bands and different people
1: right and we're going to get into that for for sure now that I know uh who you've seen a little bit on the first day here but uh how does one plan to go what what was your plan who were you going with what what you know like preparations did you have to make in order to get there let's let's get to the festival
0: man we were it was basically just okay who wants to go um and so it was me my friend Seth and then um uh our friend Nick as well and um, um my friend Vanessa at the time um it's whatever like I not at the time but whatever my friend Vanessa and um and randomly this guy Rob who was we were 19 18 and 18 and 19 and he was like 28 and he lived with Nick's dad <laughs> and and he was like this he was just kind of the he was the outlier we're like who is this guy why we're we coming so all we knew is that you know seth had the van we're going to paint the back up a little bit um you know with a very you know respectful little bird and you know what's duck 99 gonna coast up from florida all the way up to uh, to new york and um yeah it was it was really not much planning besides just get a ticket and then okay let's strategically figure out um if we're going to get up there, we need to stay outside. We're not just going to do this whole, you know, on a Thursday, just drive up 24 hours. Or let's, let's go up, you know, a day before and, like, let's stay in Utica, which is, you know, I don't know, let's say roughly 10 miles from uh, from Rome. And let's get a hotel room there because, like, what's why, you know, I don't want to sit in a line. I know what's going to happen. you got 250,000 people you know, trying to pour into a festival. Like I'm not trying to sit in traffic and like lose gas. Yeah. Like I want to, we want, we want prime positioning on where we want to stay. So the, it, it, it wasn't even like a ton of planning. It was just more or less the breakdown of like the simple things that are going to make things more efficient for us. Yeah. And, and so, and those, those were the big things. But otherwise it was just literally like, okay, buy a ticket. Who's going? This is when we're leaving, staying in Utica, get there at X time, find camp spot, go on.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? So what, what kind of supplies uh, did, did you guys like bring with you? So so wait, hold on. Did did you, were you staying in a hotel or did you camp?
0: Oh, we stayed in Yeah, no, we camped. I mean, oh, we stayed okay. in a hotel in Utica the night before. Oh, to make I got sure I, I it. I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah. We wanted to make sure we were like one of the first, you know, like at least like the first thousand people in there. So we didn't have to deal with the lines and make sure we could actually have access to like a good, cause we wanted a shaded camp spot because we knew it was going to be hot as hell yeah so we so we found the shaded camp spot right by the west stage so we were probably about maybe i don't know like a hundred and hundred and fifty 150 yards i'd have to look at that aerial shot again but from like the entrance one of the entrances to the west stage um just because yeah we didn't want to be i mean of course I'd, i mean you were there like you go around <laughs>
1: well, i was not there but i just had oh, to no you were sorry way. you were not there sorry no, but no people You I might sorry, as well have been talk
0: people that you've talked to like I'm, I'm sure conversations you've had with people like Intent City, it's it was a fucking mess. Like I didn't even see any of that until we finally left at four a.m., until Monday morning to see how chaotic that was. And like the fact that like it's ninety five degrees or whatever temperature. So anyway, we were very strategic in where we wanted to be.
1: And and so what kind of stuff like did you bring with you? Like you know, were you were you bringing waters? Were you bringing uh, substances? Like what 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 kind of what, what's the packing like?
0: the packing was yeah uh definitely not crazy on the substances of course they would you know it was the 90s and so there was you know certain things that we brought that made our eyes a little more dilated sure. <laughs> um, and then there was you know naturally we had you know obviously we brought some cannabis with us um i definitely was the person who decided to okay if we're going to deal with security let's pretend we have water so let's just fill that water up those bottles of Zephyr Hills water up with vodka, um, which is in hindsight, terrible idea because like who likes hot vodka?
1: No, it's uh, all and you, you only know. drink it at concerts, and you only drink it out of water bottles. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I, I have sure. the same exact experience, except uh, when we got up to the gate, this was at a, a, a hip-hop festival. My buddy brought the one hot bottle of vodka, you know, and uh, we <laughs> realized they're not letting any water in at all, so then we had to pound it in line before we even get it. It was just terrible, so I feel you uh, on that.
0: That, does, that. that sounds like... That sounds like misery. What did you guys? Did you literally pound it, or just take a couple of little shooters and oh, no, dump it out? No. All the day?
1: I mean, if you went through the trouble of uh, sne- sneaking, you know, someone's parents' vodka into a water <laughs> bottle, you're going to drink every last drop and and enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> you know, at the time. So, what, like, what about yeah. food and stuff? Like, is that... yeah. So we we
0: we brought snacks and stuff with us. I mean, of course, naturally. So we had three tents. Um, you know, we brought, you know, naturally sleeping bags and, you know, all the the normal stuff that you, you would need to camp. Uh, but yeah, definitely brought some waters with us as well. But it's like, we didn't, again, we're, we're young. Like we had things figured out, I think a little bit more than half the 25, 30, 35 year old people that were there. However, you know, we didn't really know what the deal was with bringing in my coolers or anything like that. We were just like, okay, let's just focus on just getting in there. And when you actually went through security to begin with, they searched Everything like in my bag, um, they not having that. They weren't like you know literally opening things and whatever else. Like they were they were but using their hands and shuffling around everything to make sure there was nothing, you know. I'm not bringing a gun in or yeah,
1: nothing obvious, like,
0: right? I'm not bringing a pound of cannabis in or anything like that. Um, because it's still 1999 and you know the rules are a little bit different politically back then. Sure. Uh, but uh, but yeah, no. In it, but it's funny that we would have people that you would see. That would come into our campsite over time like there was this guy skip he was my favorite skip apparently he just tours around with fish at the time
1: okay
0: <laughs> and this guy he he shows up like i don't even know like maybe even saturday morning like he just shows up late we're like who the hell is this guy but he's just by himself he's got a just a sleeping bag and a cooler and of course at this point in time security just doesn't care anymore you know what i mean because they're just trying to get people into the show so they're not checking anything So his whole hustle, he just yeah, he just goes and sells waters and sells you know of course like cigarettes and stuff like that. Like there wasn't really drugs he was selling, but he was selling like snacks and and other stuff like that too. But um yeah, in hindsight, we should have you know planned a little bit better. Maybe like okay, well skip and do skip and do it. We can bring a cooler in with waters and whatever else is just spending. Like I didn't know about this twelve dollar water shit when I saw this like this stuff on uh, a. what is it? Netflix or Hulu? What? Yeah, what?
1: the Netflix what? one just came out.
0: Yeah, yeah, like it's like I didn't see twelve dollars waters, but even in back in nineteen ninety nine, five dollars waters. Like, get out of here! Like, we were just we we're not trying to drink yeah. the feces water either. So it, we it were seemed... a bit unhydrated.
1: Yeah, it seems like the 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 big hustle would have been because like it seemed like drugs were so readily you know available there that like the real hustle would have been to sell like snacks and like and drinks and like stuff like that. Um, yeah. So when do you enter the, the festival proper? Like like what like you, you got your campsite now, you are settled in, you're by the West Stage. When is the time that you guys get in?
0: We got in really early. I would say, well, now I think about it, probably like late morning. And so or
1: maybe early afternoon. And this is um, Friday. Whatever, whatever
0: No, this is Thursday.
1: Okay, the pre show day.
0: Yeah, pre yeah, pre show day. So yeah. So we're setting up and doing our thing and then all of a sudden buzz gets around the area that george clinton's going to have his birthday uh party you know celebration at the hangar and so we're just kind of walking around like there's different bands playing on the west stage um you know and it's just one of those where you just okay you set up walk around it's sunny out you know kind of get to know your neighbors just kind of explore the grounds hear some music go back to the campsite um and, and go from there and then you know obviously night falls and then it's like okay now it's official. Everybody's for the most part, I, mean, I don't know, I mean, from a tent city standpoint, like what the percentage was of people actually being set up, but at least our whole area seemed like it was just ready to go. So,
1: right. So uh, on that pre-show day, when, when you walk in, um, they only had music on on the West stage and, and in the hangar. What, what were your thoughts on the grounds? I mean, were you like, wow, this is like a premiere festival or was it like, okay, like I could see some trouble uh, <laughs> lying ahead for us, you know, not, not what it became, but just in general, logistically.
0: Nothing, nothing ever struck me at that point of anything being a problem at all. Um, It just seemed like, you know, walk in, go see some shows at the West stage, like a pretty, not a barren audience. But it was, you know, it's not like it was packed, like, you know, all the other, you know, shows throughout the weekend. Uh, It was more or less just everybody just more of a community type feel of everybody just kind of getting their bearings straight a little bit more. Like, okay, well, what is this thing about? This is this Air Force base and okay, I have to walk from here to here. Uh, it's hot. This might be a little bit problematic, you know, walking across concrete and everything else, you know, 95 degree weather throughout the whole weekend. Um, and deciphering, you know, it's just one of those things where you go to a festival too. It's like, it's just, it's, it's very new. There's a lot of adrenaline and sure. at this level. And, you know, you start looking at, you know, the different show performances and like, okay, let's get together like Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts. And just figure out, okay, how are we going to plan things out? Um, so, yeah, we were everybody was just kind of on a high and just like literally and figuratively and just wanted to go explore. And knowing that, you know, the next three days were going to be kind of unpredictable.
1: Right. Now, did you go and see George Clinton in the hangar that night? I did. How was that?
0: That was uh, highly entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> um, I yeah I definitely remember sitting in a like not sitting standing I remember walking as the mother because they brought the whole mothership down right and right they went they they went they went big on it and I remember just everybody because we're all from Florida and everybody was all about apparently because we had good Florida cannabis at that point and it wasn't I mean when people are coming from God knows where they just you know have a bunch of rags and whatever else and these people came up to us and they just circled us like these guys have florida they have florida weed
1: (laughs) that's so funny florida weed. weed is such a vintage idea
0: (laughs) right exactly at the time it was very funny and like we weren't you know these people that were just you know rolling up like you know blunts and spliffs and just you know throwing them out or anything like that we were just kind of minding our own business but also chatty with you know the people that were around us but you had everybody just want to trade everything so there were there was a lot of big like drug exchanges and stuff like going on but there was also everybody was there you know to see George Clinton see the Mothership come down see his whole crew and it was such a it was such a really cool kickoff because you really just didn't know what to expect so the timeliness of George Clinton even though he was performing again the next night um, that was yeah, it was it was just a nice kind of intro into it's like a it's like a rehearsal dinner before a wedding.
1: Yeah, that, that's a great way of, of putting it. Yeah, because I've seen, you know, the the footage of the the birthday thing. And it's a much different set than what they did uh, on their actual stage uh, set set the next the next day. Where it was just I mean, I'm sure it's hard to sift through the memories. But while you're sitting there watching this, were there people like around you were like, oh, wow, like they're already Sundayed, and it's Thursday night.
0: Not at all. Not no. that I, not that, not that I remember. I mean, it was just, you know, classic. I mean, at this point in time, I'm coming out of high school, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I knew from a social standpoint going out on weekends and like that whole those components of high school, like you knew who was just going to kind of fade away and who's not going to, and who's kind of social. It's just, it's one of those ways of just kind of deducing down who, you know, just might behave a little bit, but, like, it wasn't really on my mind. It was just like, yeah, don't talk to that guy. You know what I mean? Right, sure. Like, it's just stay away from that guy. You know, and you could tell, but, like, but it wasn't, I, I, I couldn't foreshadow what ended up, you know, happening on, you know, until the end of the weekend.
1: Right. But, um, okay, so you you see that. Uh, is there anything, you know, after George Clinton, before you go to bed, or is it just like, okay, like, that was cool, let's get ready for the big day? Mm.
0: Man, yeah, you're, you're 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 jarring back into memories at this point right now. Um, all I can tell you is, I pretty much I, we didn't go to bed I think any night until or any morning until probably 4 a.m. Um, and it was just a lot of at this point in time, like we were all just kind of Lewis and Clarking, you know, with Sacagawea around the area from time to time as well, just discovering. Right. Yeah. And, you know, so there's times to kind of break away from things that like, I'm a little get a little, little claustrophobic. There's so much to see here. I can't remember. Was that the night of the, the Frisbee?
1: I believe so. Yes.
0: Was that the night of the Frisbee? Yeah, I was there. I have a photo of like, <laughs> I, I do have one terrible photo of that. Yeah, that was the night of the Frisbee thing outside of the hangar. The um, night of which the was...
1: Frisbee makes it sound so much more ominous <laughs> than, it, than it was. But for that those. That yeah. <laughs> the night
0: of the Frisbee. That's that B. Horror Blumhouse film I haven't seen yet.
1: Yeah, e- exactly. Well, hey, with all this Woodstock 99 attention, I'm sure there's a film coming. So, um, <laughs> you know, it, for the folks that don't remember, the first night, night—I mean, well, not even the first night, the pre-night, so the Thursday, uh, it was the first instance of theft and looting and a whole big truck trailer thing full of crates of promotional frisbees was busted into. So you actually saw that you yes. saw them throwing up thousands of these things in the air. It's yeah, like, yeah. I had one. It's for, like the arrows I black I had one sky. for
0: years. Yes.
1: Yeah. Do you still have it?
0: No, I have no, there's some, like, I think I, I even told you on, uh, it, it's frustrating. I think I just have my shirt. Now I, I I'm looking for my candle. I, I had the candle for a long time, but I, I've moved. I mean, I mean, shit. Man, this is years ago. I mean, I have lived sure. in San Fran, <laughs> yeah. Denver. I mean, I've lived back in Orlando, and there's stuff gets shifted. But I, I should have protected it more. But no, we were definitely in the mix because, like, that whole frisbee—it was right outside of the hangar—and it was just, <laughs> it was just chaos. It was fun though, because everybody was just, you know, getting pelted with you know frisbees in the head, but smiling and then chucking them back in the air, and and that was it. So I—I I, I forgot that that got looted.
1: So that's oh, that's yeah. what
0: happened. So we got so we got looted with the. <laughs>
1: Yeah, people started just tearing open the boxes and they're like, oh, it's Frisbees. And so they started hucking them out as much as they could to make sure that, like, they got as many out into the population before they got busted or whatever. Um, yeah, there's there's footage of it, I believe, on the uh, official, like, Woodstock 99 DVD and VHS release. But uh, let's, let's do it, man. So you wake up. It's Friday. It's officially day one. What's the plan? When do you get in? Uh, wh- what's the vibe like?
0: Uh, Vibe is just nothing but positive. I remember we all woke up and it was just, okay, well that's, we're going to go to see James Brown and like, let's just go to the main stage. Like I can't remember who was even playing on the West stage to open it up, but uh, it was, yeah. So go to James Brown. And so we, so this point in time, like I said, there's five of us. And so I think I mentioned to you that the five players involved, it was me, Seth, Nick, Vanessa, and this, and the outlier, Rob, I don't know what Rob did the whole time. I just, he might've just, I don't, I literally for three days. we gotta find Rob. (laughs) No, all I know about Rob was Rob was the guy who would be snoring with his head outside of the tent in like the, like blazing hot sun at like 830 (laughs) in the morning. And everybody, everybody in our camp area, um, campsite area, like did not like Rob and we didn't really like Rob. either. But, um, anyway, he was just, he was an outlier, but me and, uh, yeah, me and I just remember me and Seth, we just went just darted we just like okay well let's just go and we're just going to push our way like any other show that you go to like you don't you you know you can ask for forgiveness but i'm just sorry i'm going to bump into you because i want to get in a better place than you yeah and um so yeah we were like 10 i would say 10 to 20 feet from like the front of the stage for james brown and uh yeah that was and he came on which i did not know the whole drama apparently with him with potentially not even going on but
1: um, yeah, which what a shit show that would have been with like a 14, 20 piece band <laughs> up there, you know? Right,
0: right, no, exactly. Like that wouldn't made zero sense. And I guess you bring because they had to bring on so G Love, um, which I'm sure you know, like G Love, like had to replace because he already played on Thursday. Yeah, uh, the West Stage. But yeah, so they so they brought G Love on, which was ten times better than. I mean, nothing against. I mean, I was never just a huge Sugar Ray fan, so I was happy to see G Love again. Um and but yeah so we yeah we hung out there it was just very hot um i might or might not have been on some substances
1: already and yeah <laughs> already. you know
0: what? Yeah, just you know whatever whatever maybe
1: just burning a uh, hole in your pocket man you had to <laughs> <laughs> had to get right. rid of it
0: i was responsible but you know I, I i came to play too sure um so anyway there was that yeah i just remember you know, being James Brown, watching his do, do whatever him do his show. I remember just staying there and sweating. And G Love comes on, and it finally gets to the point where Jamiroquai comes on, and I was like, I had so I had to crowd surf myself to the front to get pushed off. And like it's it, it's amazing to me at this time without cell phones, and we had pagers and stuff like that too. But like how we still somehow figured out how to find each other.
1: Yeah, and, tell me about like, that.
0: Got, I, I don't even know. Like, I don't have an answer for it. Like, it's just, it's fascinating to me. Like, what we would go, as far as our, our campsite is concerned, we would still make a point, of like, hey, you know, like, we're here, cool. You know, if there's, like, a certain time, like, if you've lost somebody, let's go make sure we get back to the campsite, because the campsite's cool. Everybody there is fun, too. We can still hear music. But, like, let's make sure that we're not, you know, just keeping checks and balances, you know, with each other. Yeah. And where we're at, you know, especially as the weekend went on. Uh, but as far as, uh, and and that always worked out. Like we always managed to like find each other.
1: Was Um, there any like conversation about that? Like, Hey, like at this time meet here or anything like that? Or was it just like, yeah, we
0: would do every once in a while. Yeah. We'd be like, you know, Hey, like a 4 PM check here, you know, because you're going to see this show and we're going to see this show. But then again, if you're going to go see this, whatever, but just make sure that everybody just kind of, if you're you're feeling uncomfortable, get back to, you know, like the campsite. Um, but so like we ended up for like Chamiroquai, I remember when I crowd surfed to the front. Cause I was like, I got to get out of here. Like I'm literally, I'm, I'm dying. Like at this point, like I need water and I'm hot. Like I'm literally drenched from head to toe. I just need like space and away from people. And then like, they literally pick me out the the peace patrol right. <laughs> and they, 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 they dumped me off to like the left. And so I go to the, whatever I just march to the left, you know, left stage. And then, uh, then I just see Seth, my buddy Seth just randomly just up on the hill on the side. I'm like, how is this possible? I'm like, Hey, what's up, man? But like, I <laughs> didn't even think about it. Like, and then we just ended up hanging out and then walked away and then, um, listened to Jimmy from afar.
1: Now that's, that's pretty early on in the day. Um, and I mean already like just so hot like that. Like also how does one, crowd surf from like the dead center of a crowd because normally you know like the tradition is you stage dive into the crowd and then they carry you but like is there like a like do you just like tap a guy and say hey like i gotta go like what do you do
0: that's a that's a brilliant question because i remember i fully remember the awkwardness of that conversation being like i need to get out of here and i was only like probably 10 feet at this point from the actual like dump off point like in front of the stage but I was like, you guys, like no one's moving in front of me. And it's just, it's constantly like a wave back and forth. And, and people are going to feel elbows in their head. Like they're, they're going to you know, position me and push me forward. But I was like, you literally have to pick up my 175, 80 or 180 pounds or whatever. And just, you know, push me to the front. So it was a full, yeah, like a conversation that had to be had for them to do that. And it was, it was a very awkward crowd surf. It was more or less just me crawling through people right. on their
1: hands. <laughs> necessity not it was not, yeah, not for yeah yeah
0: it was it, it was more like me like holding on for dear life like just get me out of here as opposed to like
1: yeah oh my god so after you get out what what's what's next like what, what what else do you remember of like daylight hours of the first day
0: uh i remember going back to i mean again like the whole walk from east stage to west stage was just full of distraction um you know do you want to water you know do you want to look at you know i remember seeing a a vending tent from a uh there was a head shop in orlando called cool world and i was like i remember walking by them i'm like how the hell do you guys have a vending tent here all the way like i live in orlando and you know you're here you know as a vendor but um so you'd walk through that you know that whole maze and it's just just people watching and then you just i think we went back to the camp um and then we wanted to make sure we went to go see the roots um at that point in time the roots were i mean i mean the roots are still you know a beautiful like beautiful band um collective uh but you know at that point in time they were on fire but uh also wanted to make a point <laughs> to see insane clown posse so that that was the whole that was the goal let's get over there and see and i i think i'm right on this right this is this was friday yeah friday yeah. was yeah man. Roots. yeah and yeah yeah did that
1: so and then was there like a difference between like you know, obviously you were at the West Stage on the pre-show day, but on this official day one shit, uh, w- was there like a big difference between say the East Stage side of the festival versus the West Stage?
0: Uh, I mean, I guess it would depend. No, because like, not that I. I mean, of course, it was a lot. You know, it was, it was more packed um, over there. I mean, of course, you go over there, and I just like the whole introduction into the east stage if i recall was just like hey here's our introduction into you guys are already pushing over porta potties it's friday
1: yeah. like
0: it's just it's disgusting it's just mud and it's like it's shit like what do like what is what is happening and so but you know again when you're young it's like this is funny but uh you look at it and you're like this is disgusting but no there wasn't like a what do you, what do you mean though? Like, as far as like a shit, well, like, 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 like personality the, the layout.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, just the vibe, you know, obviously the East stages were like the, I mean, every act there was huge, but that's like the big stage, you know? So I was wondering yeah. if it was like, just kind of like a more mellow feel on the other side uh, in, in general, or, or if it was kind of the same, just with a smaller stage.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well maybe that's <laughs> again, good question. Like I don't, for me, like, I didn't care because there was the whole, the strange like paradox of how they dealt with the lineups of certain bands. Like you're just, you're just constantly shifting different personalities and different demographics and different interests into you know, that. Or you just have people that are just there just to stay because they can't move. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't remember much of a difference regarding that. I just, again, and I, I'll, I'll go back to the whole, the roots shift over to ICP
1: was yeah, so
0: fast, fascinating to me. So what what does
1: that look like? Like l- 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 let's do it. So you watch the roots, I mean, their set was like yes. mellow, it's cool. Eric Badu comes out, it's the whole deal. Uh yeah. and then there now there's the in-between time. What's that shift like? Like who are you seeing uh, leave and who are you seeing come in? Have you ever seen Mad Max? Absolutely.
0: Okay. <laughs> just like just it was it was it was literally like just it was it was dystopian type like just nihilistic just like people coming in that were just sh- not shoving people away like physical. Cause I don't, I do have a lot of respect for that community um, uh, besides from whatever other things like from uh, whatever, but like it's, it's, it's ICP. They have an interesting demographic, but like I fully respect the slip culture and like what they've done. Yeah. But very fascinating, you know, uh, switch over between the two and it was just, you could tell there was like looks on people's faces that were just like, yeah, I'm not sticking around for this. Like based on, you know, who's coming in here. And then they just kind of just set place. And then, uh, then ICP just, you know, took, took the stage. And that was a, uh, it was just something I have never witnessed at all. Like, of course you would see naked people around from time to time, but and I understood the FAGO side of ICP. I understood all that kind of stuff. I just had never seen them live. And you, you've got these like girls just getting on stage, and like the peace patrol are letting them on stage, and they're hosing them down with FAGO. They are kicking out, you know, massive uh, exercise balls with like hundred dollar bills taped to them, which. Could potentially cause a problem that people are fighting for
1: those. That, that, that's what i thought um, yeah did you, was, yeah, how close was were you like did, to all that stuff like were, were you anywhere near yeah. the balls of the money uh i was not no so i wasn't in like the kickable range of it
0: um but i was probably about another like maybe 40 50 yards back from it okay yeah so yeah you just see that but it was just it, it was just fascinating um and it was it's, it's performance it's performance art and people forget that you know with sometimes with music like like people can hate on, you know, certain bands or whatever it may be, you know, whatever you're doing, what, whatever genre you're in, like you guys don't really understand this is performance.
1: Yes. That's what I've always said. They're in on it. Right. Like, like right. They, they wear clown makeup. Like there it's a, it's oh. a, it's a thing. Yeah. That, that, that's awesome though, that, that you went and saw that you might be, I think you might be the first uh, person we've talked to that's seen it, but I, I don't even know at, at, at this point. So a, after ICP is done, what's, what's the plan? Cause now they're, now we're getting, it's nighttime now. Uh, I'm sure there's like a little bit of a party ramp up, you know, the, for the, for the first night, where, where are you going? What, what are you doing?
0: Uh, we went to, um, I think I remember we went back to camp after that. Actually who performed after ICP? I forget. Uh,
1: well on um, that stage, it was just uh George Clinton afterwards. Uh, and oh then, yeah. So we didn't on, see him stage right around was then. Corn. yeah well yeah you had offspring Later. during yeah. uh icp and then yeah then it would be corn and bush
0: yeah yeah we were all we were definitely not on the offspring train um and then we went to see corn but by the time we got into corn i mean we were, excuse me we were um sorry i'm burping on your podcast um
1: <laughs> it's woodstock 99 podcast dude it's fine <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly uh definitely went to go see corn but um the level of energy, I think at that point to push all the way into that craziness was, uh, was not happening. So I remember we went, we were like kind of back, like one of the, 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 the right speaker tower, uh, you know, watching corn. And like, I was, I was a corn fan. You know what I mean? I liked the first album.
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: Um, and I mean, that was, you know, like ball head. I mean, the whole, I mean, the whole album I thought was great, um, but it I was not on the whole new, like, I don't know. I wasn't on the whole TRL corn train um, yeah. at that point and but then again I knew Jonathan Davis and they're just going to go out there and just completely crank it and when you look at some of those like some of the video of that is just like it's 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 hair raising of how crazy it is with these people and like just the the
1: swell Yeah, well, being far, Um, far far further back, like you said, you were by one of the one of the towers, you know, and I mean, I can understand your energy being spent considering that you had, you know, already done the whole push through the crowd thing. Very first thing in the day. So I I get that. But was were you able to kind of sense like how intense the crowd was even being as far back as you were
0: to be quite honest? No, it's like it reminded me of just going to a going to like a corn show or going to like a metal show where it's like, okay, well, this is just, it's just at a very more grandiose macro scale. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, It wasn't, I didn't see, you know, animosity in people's eyes. I didn't see like anybody was ready to, you know, two days later start, you know, pushing down speaker towers. Um, You know, any of that. But no, like I I really did not pick up on that level of energy. Like it it was just, it looked like a corn show with just like thousands and thousands and thousands of more people.
1: Sure. Uh, did you stay for the whole set or did, did you watch? Bush? No, we bounced. After okay. So that's it.
0: Yeah. We, we bounced and we went back, uh, kind of went around again and then it became back to, it always just ended up ending up back by like the hangers. So we didn't see Bush. Actually, you know, now that I think about it, sorry, I I'm literally have to, it, it's been a long time. It's and like all I've good. Written some stuff it's, down over time where it's, it's all like,
1: good. we got to brush the mud. Things off the pick memories. Up with
0: my memories. I do remember, I do remember being back at the campsite, listening to Bush. Um, cause I think maybe the West stage was in between sets and I could hear, I remember hearing glycerine and thinking, I'm so glad I'm not at this show right now because I don't <laughs> like Bush.
1: <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> sorry. To able sorry. To if, you're,
0: if you're a Bush fan, I apologize to you, but I never liked Bush. No, I didn't, it didn't.
1: We uh we gave them quite a hard time, but then like when I went back and rewatched it for some reason, I like rewatched the set. I was like, you know what? This is actually more Woodstock than a lot of stuff that that was you know performing there. Right. Uh, but I, I but, understand. But no,
0: no, I know, but that, that's fascinating because like, the way that they've they've talked about that, which I think is cool. Like it actually did bring people down a little bit. Like it was like more of this, just not intimate, but you know what I mean. It was just they
1: calm people down It's
0: little bit. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's Gavin. Everybody loves Gavin. He's got his shirt off and he's doing his thing. He's, you know, just,
1: but yeah. yeah. So you're at the campsite at that point. It would make sense that you'd be able to hear that. Cause I think the West stage might've ended a little bit before the East stage did. So then you would have the rave, um, but you're camping. Like you're, you're done for the day.
0: No, 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 we, oh, no, we, oh, this okay. was, no, we were, no, we were back. at that's, that's what it was. We were back at campsite. I can't remember who was, was that fat boy slim night or was that, Moby Uh, night night because there was was James Lavelle it was a bunch of house music and then it came into like more of the kind of big uh what do you call it not big band but like what it's a fat boy slim sound at the the era
1: yeah just like Um, yeah I don't even know how to describe it big
0: beat yeah it's a big beat electronic um yeah so we went back there and yeah we partook in some other fun things and
1: what's the rave like it it, it is I mean on the Netflix documentary you know they they kind of showed the most that. Us as viewers have ever seen Of it but we're always so captivated By that because it is like the mysterious Kind of darker aspect um, As if there Could be a, anything darker but Like what are your memories Of the rave hangar like what are the sights Sounds and smells
0: uh, Sights sounds and smells Are us definitely making a point Because it was it was un- unbelievably Like packed inside the hangar too But you could still be in the peripheral Of it or the periphery of it Um, and still, whatever, enjoy yourselves, meet some people. Um, I didn't get into the mix of where apparently people were just getting naked and raped or whatever the hell was going on. I have these documentaries sensationalized things. Um, but yeah, it was just, I don't know, just good electronic music, having a good time deciding, okay, what time is it? Like, does your watch work? Does mine work? I don't even know. Our campsite's only about, you know, maybe a half mile away. Um, But I do remember. Yeah, what again, what was the fact I was definitely there for I didn't know that there was the issue with the girl in the back of the uh, of the EMS or the truck that came through, but I do that was the next there for the truck. That's right. So that was Saturday. Yes. Um, so
1: you yeah, go, so, but you go to the rave on, on on Friday, and then you know you you, you kind of hang out there. Do you, do you have like a clear memory at all of like okay, like it's time to call it a night, or do, do, are the days just going to blend together now?
0: I mean, I, I'm I'm trying to be as as much couth and. Uh, I was high. I was very high at that point. Fair enough. I'm I'm trying to be on a podcast. Like I know, like no, I'm, I'll be very transparent with you. Yes, I was very high. I don't really. There was a lot of stuff going on and a lot of just kind of meandering and things going on. Or you're just kind of like, whoa, flashes, this music, yeah, interesting human. <laughs> you're cute. You're weird. You know what I mean? It's like you just you're literally bouncing around. Just it's just it's. It was, a, it was a very strange experience. So sorry I can't really no. provide too much more you're memory. you're
1: doing great. <laughs> you're doing great. You know, it's funny. Uh, so many people, like, I mean, we've talked to some, some folks that have a very clear, concise, I mean, you know, one of our most notable survivors, you know, he had a journal that he kept. So he really knew. But I feel like the it's proper him. way that most people remember Woodstock 99 is not so much as a movie, as much as a slideshow. Where it's like image, 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 <laughs> but nothing true. in between. <laughs> like like right. so, uh, it's so. Let's get to Saturday. This is the day that everyone always wants to talk about, uh, with the exception of of Sunday evening. But Saturday is really the kind of the meat in the Woodstock '99 sandwich. Uh, walk us through it. What, what do you remember about going in on on Saturday? What's the difference in the grounds? What's what what's going on Saturday? Uh,
0: uh, difference in the grounds. Where I mean, everything just looked. That's right, because I I think I I think I showered on Friday morning, and I was like, "Yeah, this isn't going to work anymore." So I gave up on the showering situation, and um, and I think all of us did. And yeah, we did. We camped out like to the point where like we woke up, and we had a whole fire. So our little community that we had there, you know, there was a guy from Fort Lauderdale, and uh, and his girlfriend, and there was a dad who had, you know, his like middle school son and his friends um, that were hanging out, which it's funny because even on like Sunday, they all didn't get along anymore, which is fascinating. I had the two guys around (laughs) us who were on acid the whole time. uh, George and I think Bob and everybody would just, there was a a few others as well. And we would just kind of congregate around the fire and eat a little bit and talk and I don't know, smoke a joint and, you know, just, you know, just hang out for a bit and just kind of wait for what you wanted. And like, I definitely was not, I wasn't on the kid rock train. I'm like, I'm not ready for this yet. This was, already the day one was already a lot of, you know, it was, it was, it was intense in its own way. And it was like, I need to get some energy again to go back out to that, uh, to that sea. And so our goal though, is like, okay, I want to see. And, or not just me, but like, you know, a few of us wanted to see counting crows, Dave Alanis, followed by what we were told by a guy in our campsite as world war three.
1: Oh my god. And that god. was Limp
0: Bizkit and that was Limp Bizkit and Rage and Metallica, which naturally that's where That's you know, a like, great I,
1: I, I, name for that. Oh man. Yeah. It and
0: it, and it, was, so, it, was, it was so it was it was so apt for it too. Like we didn't know like I, I knew what those bands. I mean, of course, I was I was like I loved like 3$ dollars Bill Y'all at that time was like a great album for me. I I couldn't stand Limp Bizkit after that. But like, I mean, Rage has always been a thing since I was like in middle school and then Metallica's Metallica. Um but, you know, there was the calm and then the storm. Right. And so it was like, that was kind of the preparation. It, it's, it's six bands. It's like it's, a, it's like a Lollapalooza, you know what I mean? So it's just like, okay, this is going to be our evening.
1: Yeah, I'm looking and, at the lineup right now. So those bands, yeah, they're all one after another, all on the East stage. Um, yeah. So you didn't catch, like, Tragically Hip or Wyclef or um, or like no, did, pretty much did... anything else that day, right?
0: No, I don't know. No. I've seen Wyclef in like freaking uh what what is it, your house of blues there in hollywood okay. one time very 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 entertaining show was not really interested to see it tragically hip yeah sorry i did not see that um and i knew that they were there that would have been a good show and um yeah no did not see those.
1: okay so, yeah, I'm, I'm just keeping it straight because I'm with you. I'm with you at the festival. Uh, I'm hanging on yes. to your backpack as we make it through the crowd. With with when, when you get to Counting Crows on the East Stage, like how deep in do you get? Because obviously you guys are there to see all the rest of the bands. Were you like trying to settle in or were you still trying to be able to nope. get in and out?
0: No, we were just uh, kind of camped out, like, you know, just like one of those days where you wake up. And you literally have had, you know, three, I mean, not to say I've had numerous of these days, but like in a situation like this, like you wake up after three hours of sleep after the day before and like the, the whole drive and everything else too, like, no, you just want to kind of camp out in the back and, you know, listen to, uh, you know, some counting crows. And then we started moving forward though, after counting crows. Um, cause you know, of course there's shifts between stages. And, um, and so got a, got closer for Dave. They got a little bit closer for Alanis uh, which is such a great show. Um, yeah, and she, she's awesome,
1: yeah. She killed it, yeah.
0: And then, um, and then of course, like I was like, but I didn't want to be I, so as far as like Limp, like it's not like we didn't want to get involved. And I, I'd seen Limp Biscuit like a couple times already, like small venues like House of Blues prior to that. But I'm like, okay, well, I'm not, I don't want to deal with that right now. Like, I'm still, I guess, I'm getting into the point of you know, it's, it's just Saturday, but I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I'm have the energy for all of that right now, yeah. Um, but uh, but no, I mean we were. I would say for like Limp Bizkit, we pushed forward a little bit more. We were stage left. I would say probably about I don't know 150 yards back. Um, I mean, very clear uh, perspective of everything you know going on. But you know, I wasn't. I didn't have a. I didn't have a uh, flat board or whatever. Or yeah. I didn't have anybody surfing over, you know, over my head.
1: Right to too far out from the, from the from the tide. Um, right now. You know, the limb set, obviously, as, as you know, <laughs> it's the most notorious of the entire festival. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> obviously, bullshit. yes, there were people, you know, tearing boards off of the sound towers and stuff. But was there anything while you're watching it that kind of gave you an idea that, hey, this is a little bit rowdier than what I think they were expecting? You know, or is it just par for the chorus kind of a thing?
0: Full on par for the chorus. Like, he, like I, they have gotten such a bad rap, like, about that i'm like do you guys not really realize i'm like it's somebody who like loves Rage against machine too like do you realize like Rage against machines lyrics maybe it's maybe too ed- it might be a little more ed- too educated or political for some of the people in the audience to understand but like <laughs> they also burned an american flag on stage yeah you know what i mean like it's like it's one of those like why is this limp biscuit like and i don't nobody should get i, I, I just never really understood like why limp biscuit it was just it was like low-hanging fruit because like Fred Durst is just like a caricature of himself, and, yeah. and everything else too, and like the whole break stuff, and like you know you were gonna have like dude, the whole, it just it doesn't it literally just has never made sense to me how they've and how they've always been the just I don't know the poster child for all the problems that went down at Woodstock '99,
1: but. yeah i I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that it was daylight during their set so when you watch the pay-per-view you can really see like the crowd and like what's going on a lot clearer than say with like rage or metallica where it's just like this big dark blob you know that, that just seems to be you know moving around much like the ocean as opposed to like being able to see individual people like making up this hive and i think that has a lot to do with it um
0: yeah no fascinating take on that yeah no uh, I get it I, I mean that, that makes sense
1: were were you was there like a kind of visible feeling that people are like starting to party a lot harder now like like is it is it getting ramped up more on Saturday or were things pretty much the same every night in, in that respect?
0: I thought honestly like you know to go and I don't want to like jump the gun on you know conversation with you know how you want to deal with like Sunday, but I honestly didn't it wasn't really until like Sunday morning until you know, some dude like on the fence, like going into the West Stage, just like passed out, like pretty much dead. Like, like I think they said it was heroin or whatever it may be. And like, that's when all of a sudden things clicked. And I think maybe just I look at things differently because I looked at like Limp Bizkit and Rage and Metallica. It's a fucking concert, you know. What I mean, it's like sure. this is what people do. You know, again, you know, if you put five thousand people in a room, five hundred people in a room, or two hundred and fifty thousand people in a room, everybody's going to act accordingly based on cathartically how they identify with that music yeah and so it's like it never yeah i didn't really notice much of a change at all with like people's like behavior even like the raves like that night um sorry i don't want to overstep
1: your no, 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 no. You're good because I mean, you know, I, I know that you saw Rage and and Metallica. Um, and if there's mm-hmm. anything that stands out in those sets, you know, please. But I'm always down to skip to the rave, especially Saturday yeah. night.
0: Well, yeah, the the rage. So, well, okay, so so Rage, of course, watch that whole set. I mean, again, like live or die all day with those guys. Um, it's too bad they had to cancel their European tour. Um, for those people who are wanting to see them, but um, yeah. So Metallica, we. I've seen Metallica already like three times, four times. And so I think it was right around when it started raining a little bit. We're like, yeah, let's just get the fuck out of here. Let's just go. And we'll go back over to chemical brothers. um, But we'll walk through, you know, the craziness and we'll just see that. And then we'll go back to the camp and then we'll go back to the raves. But yeah, the raves definitely. um, I think a little bit of substance that evening as well. Um, Nothing too crazy, but I do remember the like a, Definitely a moment, not besides the one I was telling you about, like on Sunday morning. But when I remember this guy coming up to Vanessa, who we were with, and he just walked right up to her and she was very uncomfortable. And he just aggressively just does not care that there are four other or sorry, three other guys at that point around her. And he just goes, hey, um, do you want to come back to my tent and do meth and have sex?
1: Jesus Christ.
0: And that's when she she, and she and she right a true gentleman and a scholar, but like but totally brazen like and so that was one of those things where I'm like okay things are getting a little bit strange um now that I'm remembering this, and and remember she clams up a little bit and we just kind of told him just to go away and I was like okay things are getting a little bit weird but you know it's a it's a city of people like you're going to statistically you're going to have a bunch of assholes,
1: right? Um, And and, you know we've always we've always heard heard that uh you know, and I mean, even from the from the promoters all the way down, it's like the the city theory. But the thing is that I always say is, but it's not a city. It's Woodstock. It's but it's a it's a music festival, <laughs> you know. So for things to be running like like rampant like that, like just this like brazen and attitude where that would be okay is still shocking. But maybe not so. Maybe not as shocking back then. Like the way you describe it when you say it was uncomfortable, we kind of looked out for, but it wasn't like a terrible traumatic instance but it was something that to you know tip you off that things aren't <laughs> necessarily all you know bright and shiny um yeah some it, some stink a little bit at this yeah. point yeah like
0: literally yeah i mean it's already stinking around the whole area at this point in time in general but like it's just like it's now it's becoming a little bit more invasive sure um and of course you can retreat back to you know your safe zone of you know going back to like our tent was cool like everybody there was you know they're all part of you know they're a part of the good tribe um but uh, yeah, so I just remember I don't we we hung around there for for a bit, and I don't remember what happened really after that. Besides, eventually, just it was just listening to what was it, Anthony Papa, and I mean, obviously Fat Boy, yeah. and you know, dealing with that stuff. I just remember that was just kind of a blip in like okay, because you you didn't really know what was going on with the Fat Boy Slim stuff, right? Um, you just knew there was like a truck. I remember like in the distance and it's like, but you don't, you don't learn about this stuff until you know you start finally seeing people deciding to document it more.
1: Yeah. I mean, so like, I, like you're far away from the truck, but was there any like, Oh, there's someone trying to drive through here. Or was it all of a sudden like no truck, then truck, like kind of a thing, like the slideshow aspect that we were talking about.
0: It was, I think it was more, I think at that point in time, um, you know, back in 99, people look at it as like a party. As right. opposed to looking at it nowadays, where it's like, no, this is somebody actually looking to like cause harm. Yeah. And like in that in that situation, that person was having a party, but also caused harm.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah. Well, one man's party is another person's, you know, lifelong trauma. Uh, <laughs> guess, uh, right. unfortunately, Jesus. yeah, it, it's terrible. So right. you, you only have one day left. You're you're at the rave. The truck came in. Your friend gets propositioned by a. Freaking Cro-Magnon, uh, like all, all all this stuff is going on. Let's let's get into the the finale, the, the the final day. What happens after the rave Saturday night?
0: Uh, as far as as far as like us going to sleep finally and then waking up and being like, what is happening? Like, what do we have another day of this? Like, who do we want to see?
1: Yeah what what is what is it like to wake up Sunday morning <laughs> at Woodstock ninety nine? Uh, I clearly
0: remember sitting around everybody it, it was i think we were still up th- sorry yeah this particular morning it was the sun had risen and we're all just sitting around just i think we maybe have gotten we, we try to go to bed for like an hour but the sun's up but it's just you know there's certain things on our system and also there are you know it's just a lot of adrenaline and you know just not much sleep but we're still all cordial and you know, fine with each other and having a good time, but just trying to function, but not like, you know, at 100%. Yeah. And I just remember finally coming around where it was so sad. Like, I, I wanted to see Willie Nelson, but I just couldn't move. <laughs> and, um, and we, we, I just, we just sat around, but we were so, we could still hear him. You know, we were, he was, he was playing the West stage, I believe. Uh um, yeah. 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 I think was, and in yeah. social, in social D, we just sat around our campfire and just listened to social D and Willie and um passed around like a little hog leg joint and just you know not a ton of conversation with people just just tired (laughs) you know what I mean but then again you get you know adrenaline kicks in and you get some water you get some food and um but it was we didn't really make it out to the grounds um until uh, was it seven dust maybe or oh wow yeah, like the bottle fight at Seven Dust, or I mean, Our Lady Peace. I think we maybe I didn't we because did, we didn't go all the way to the east stage until Chili Peppers. Okay, yeah. So yeah, and I mean, actually, do you have do you have that in front of you right now?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you yeah. Had, who was
0: before Chili Peppers?
1: Uh, on the east stage, it was Creed, and then before that, yeah. it was Jewel. Um, yeah, and didn't West, do any of that. Yeah, West Age was your, you know, Mike Ness, Our Lady Peace, then Rusted Root, Seven Dust.
0: Oh no! Oh, Rusted Root was that's what we went after. Rusted Root, Rusted Root was perfect at the time.
1: <laughs> I could see that as like a ch- I mean again, that's another band that we were a little rough on, but uh, I could see like you know, especially I mean, Sunday to me, the, the lineup wise has some great, um, great. Moments, you know, like as far as the so, sorry, I'm getting uh we're doing this over the phone and I'm getting all these calls. I hope it's not an emergency, but the real emergency is right here. So that is uh, <laughs> that's what we're going to be doing. So anyways, uh yeah, yeah. no, there, there's a lot of mellow stuff uh, on Sunday and I feel like that like would help to quell it. And yeah, like Rusted Root being, you know, one of these bands where it's if you're just exhausted, like that's probably a fairly easy way to, you know, work your way into the day.
0: Exactly. exactly. So it literally it went from that and then till you said I thought then it went the early to peace and then then seven dust and seven dust, obviously, you know, a little more metal on that end. who went who went on after Seven dust again? Does it show there?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, after seven dust was um, was uh, 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 collective soul,
0: yeah, we did definitely did not do that., yeah, and, then, um, and
1: then it was God smack and then Megadeth.
0: Yeah. Okay. So we can't. So we camped out. I'm sure we just we did our. I, I know we did our thing. Walked around. There was a lot of that from like when you just go in between those stages, it's just you're walking. You know, come Sunday, you're you're walking kind of slow. Right. And you know, you're getting food, whatever you're doing. You're just shopping around. You're just having a conversation. You're just dragging a little bit. You haven't had a shower in three and a half days or four days or whatever maybe. But that was getting over. So it was all about, you know, at that point in time, and it was it was Chili Peppers all day.
1: Yeah. I mean. But be, before we 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 get to the, the this this final act, what are the grounds like now? You know, now that we're as close oh, to so the end a, of the it's festival, it's a complete
0: complete shithole. It looks like a, I mean, it it's like the, there's been nobody tasked to help. But also, it's very sad because you have a lot of other people who could just try to help as well by picking up things and throwing them in trash cans and and this and that and like it's just that was you know it's still the state of times today with humanity but like you know uh but back in 99 like it's like it was disgusting like there was just it was like it was completely like just abandoned you know it's like the fear was there you you had these these guys who were just you know like just keep it going keep it going keep it going keep it going but you know all the behind the scenes behind the curtain stuff it's like no they they realize this is a problem at this point we just don't care so let's just let these people just survive Lord of the Flies style and enjoy some music and hopefully nobody dies. Right. But
1: people did. Well, and and you were saying, you know, that being as young as you were, you kind of just, like, take things, as, you know, as you go, you know, and just like so, kind of yeah. roll with that the was punches. Young, but, like, even for your young, like, kind of rock and roll veteran self at that point, was that, like, a moment of shock or, like, oh, like, this isn't, like – any other festival this is actually like this is bad or was it still just like oh wow that's gross like keep going
0: uh yeah no i think at this point in time when i would see stuff like that yeah it's just like this is gross like like what is you know like why are people behaving like this like i wasn't but i wasn't at the point where i'm thinking it i'm thinking about it from like a from a business standpoint uh where i'm thinking okay you know i'm not like pragmatically breaking this down like from an like even operationally like what the hell are these how is this not taken care of? Who's in charge of this? You know, that wasn't going through my mind. It was just like this is disgusting. You know, because yeah. I mean? I've been to festivals like that where I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. They'll clean it up, I guess, the next day. But people are just assholes, and this is what happens. And sometimes, you know, the consumers can be the assholes, but also, you know, the the patriarch of the situation is they're also, you know, you know, they're the right. assholes at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, it all yeah. It, it all trickles down. Was this the uh, was this like the grossest of all the festivals that you had been to? Or have you seen like worse port a oh, situations God. elsewhere? Oh, I mean,
0: the, nothing will ever compare to like especially, you know, especially as the next as as a night went on. I mean, right. it's just it's, it's the most foul thing I've I've seen. But it was still like in whatever way. I'm sure we can get into it. But uh, but no, it was just it was just gross, man. It's like, OK, I guess just we just we don't take care of humans they just spent how much money to go here and they spent this much money on this and yeah. that and this and that and you can't even provide you know clean water or you can't even provide a bath you can't even pick up a goddamn porta potty i yeah. mean what do you what are you what are you afraid of like where's the infrastructure in this
1: yeah to- totally so let's let's finish out with, with the music that you saw on sunday what what is the last act that you remember seeing it was chili peppers correct you what you went and saw yeah, yeah, chilies. Now, you said you had a candle earlier. Those were handed out for the Chili Peppers set. Do you remember mm-hmm. getting the candle?
0: Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I don't remember actually who handed it to me, but I, I think it's just one of those where they probably just passed them out and just everybody just handed out candles. Yeah. But it, we we all got candles.
1: What did you have any, like, what, th- what, what, what were your th- kind of thoughts on that? If you like, did that strike you as odd or as a bad D at all? Or was that kind of a, again, <laughs> again, just like, Oh, this makes sense. It's Woodstock
0: <laughs> to be, to be quite honest at the time, it actually, yeah, it was more or less just like, yeah, cool. Light a candle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like whatever <laughs> we'll do, you know, whatever, it's all for Columbine and it's a, it's, it's for, you know, like a purpose. And I, whatever the, the agenda there was, um, but, yeah, no, I thought it was a cool thing. You know what I mean? Like, I've gone to many, like, visuals, but I'm, like, didn't really think at that point in time as, you know, as a as a teenager that, okay, this could be problematic um, based on the fact that, you know, people are, you know, a little bit frustrated. And, of course, you know, going back to conversation, like, yes, you would hear conversations from time to time, and you would see the fact that people were just, you know, frustrated and, you know, not eating, not, like, people just don't. They're avoiding bender tents and, like, just, you know, like sitting under, you know, under... You know, any sense of shade that they could get because yeah. they're just, you know, famished and whatever else. But, no, it was still kind of on the on the fun element of it. Um, but I didn't think... And even when the first fire went up, I was like, cool. You know so what I mean? Wh- I literally was when at that point. That? I was like, not from, an, anarchi- not from like an anarchy standpoint, but I'm like, you know, you see the first fire I go up. Like, okay, well, they'll figure that out. They'll put it out. You know what I mean? That's what you're thinking.
1: Right. But when does that happen and, like, how close are you to it?
0: Dude, I was right by... So we were kind of far back for a bit then we moved up and then we were literally like I was so that the speaker tower, like I was literally 15 feet from that speaker tower when it fell. And, and we definitely had like, it it was the first time, like, I don't know, man, I'm a pretty, I try to lead with kindness and you know, I'm a pretty, (laughs) I'm I'm normally like moral human being. Um, And, it's like I don't know, man. It's almost like I thought that I saw the rage a little bit there too, when that fell down. Like I remember having a PVC pipe and like banging the speaker tower with it. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm I'm I'm, fa- I'm fast overtaken. forwarding but, Yeah, right? It's like and I remember this one guy. There was a there was a fire that started burning right next to when that speaker tower burned down, and there was this one guy, uh, just long hair, total you know crunchy guy, and he just like, what are you doing? Stop. He's he's like trying to fight you know like or verbally you know explain to people like what they're doing is not okay and like dude you're dealing with this is just like anarchy at this point like yeah. it's just people don't care people people don't care it's just it's, it's us versus them mentality and there's nobody here to police it until the police and you know with the rag gear come in
1: where you guys i mean so this is happening you know like i mean the tower didn't fall during chili peppers said that that's after
0: no 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 that was afterwards yeah but, oh I mean, during I, during the set sorry
1: are you guys getting, like, scared? I mean, like, or is it still kind of like, oh, like, we're all wild and free. It's just getting a little bit crazier. I mean, because I no. feel like once things start, like, falling, you know, it becomes uh, more right. serious. Well, that,
0: that's, that, that's when it became a problem. But, yeah, no, it was when you start seeing fires going around. I mean, you knew there was obviously this is probably not a good thing when they keep popping up and popping up and popping up and popping up um but you know it again you know when you're a teenager you're just like hey cool you have flea just saying hey cool i'm an exhibitionist i'm just gonna play naked and do my thing um you know they're cranking out hits and then they go into fire which was probably not the best song to go into um but uh no man it was just we were just still having fun and just enjoying the show but like i think there was a little bit of a shift though where maybe we were at that point, where it's just like, okay, well, like it's just this is completely just overrun at this point. It's chaos. Chili Peppers are still playing. They finally, you know, finally get off the stage and they do whatever that Jimmy. I don't even remember the Jimmy Hendrix tribute because everything else was going on and we're just running around watching, you yeah. know, just, just stuff burning. Um, but and the, you know, but yeah, I mean, the the set was great. I mean, I was I used to be a huge Chili Peppers fan and couldn't wait to see him.
1: You said uh, at the start of the episode, like, when you first heard, like, that there was rumors going around, you know, which we, you know, read about, too, uh, like, that Guns N' Roses was going to play. then, of course, there's the whole, like, legend of the secret mystery act that never showed up, that that never happened. Were you privy to, like, any of those rumors, like, while you were at the festival? Yeah,
0: Yeah, I, I remember being privy to the fact that there was going to be another one. So, like, that was the whole, again, like, I remember, vaguely remember, like, the Jimi Hendrix uh, like tribute, but like, we were so distracted at this point. We knew nothing was going to happen after that. Um, but yeah, there was definitely a weight of, you know, who is going to be there and yeah, that, that the whole, you know, gallery of sorts of people communicating, were just still waiting for something else, um, you know, to continue the evening yeah, um, or continue the night. But yeah.
1: But I all there was like, to do was bang a burning speaker with a pipe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, know. You, you became your own your own secret act
0: <laughs> i became i became my own secret act i quickly put the pipe down and was like what is happening but i also That's did so I, I, but i but i did i did, like again I, I still my my only regret i think i i even text you this or message you this when we were you know prior to this but like i still feel like i've reaped the karma because i did steal grapes from a vending station
1: oh yeah okay so now that th- things are burning down people are banging on stuff it's like you know towers are falling looting is starting to happen uh w- like w- walk us through like or, did you guys go through the vending village and see all this stuff everywhere or, yeah w- everywhere w- w- we, what, we what's we going didn't. on
0: yeah no we didn't so we didn't touch i don't think even think we went back over to the west stage at all i know megadeth is doing their own thing and whatever and it's the chaos is on the east but uh yeah no we obviously walked away from it um as things got even crazier with okay so the fires are going speaker towers down at this point in time you know there's full on you know SWAT like you know riot teams around basically just trying to like walking around with like billy clubs chasing people and you're just like you're just witnessing everything you know what i mean because like we weren't the ones necessarily like i wasn't the one pushing over a speaker tower you know what i'm saying yeah i wasn't the one lighting fire to a vending uh tent and things like that but you know you just witness it happening like this is just fascinating like this is history and so i remember at one point in time and god i wish because like i shoot photography for a living and like you know i had just like point and shoots with me that are just i think just garbage photos now but um i remember just sitting down with um i think all four of us at the time and just watching there was a guy in full riot gear with his club and they you know of course they had to just kind of fortify the area out and just watching all of those 18 wheelers in the back and like watching the mushroom cloud explosions coming i'm like this is fucked like <laughs> this is this is absolutely fucked like what is happening here and so we're orchestrating like okay well you need to go and just continue watching this like this is we're a part of history at this point and um yeah, so we would go back through, you know, Vending Village and all that and you would just see, I remember seeing the place that I bought my uh, my t-shirt from just up in flames. Oh my god. And um and just, you know, everything else just either just pushed over or just completely looted, people just running around. So it was a whole combination of people who were kind of, you know, again, have a little more of an ethical and moral compass who don't want to participate and there is that percentage of people who are just like, you know, it's just again, it's it's out of a just some weird dystopian, you know, sci-fi film or some film you just haven't, you know, seen before. Yeah. Um, and, and then real. you get back in, <laughs> but but it's real. It's like, it literally just, it's in your face and real. And we had, um, we would all, again, like we somehow we coordinated so well, we would even be like, Hey, I'm going to go out and look at some more. And be like let's meet back here. in like, you know, like an hour. And then, you know, we go out and be like, okay, we're going to, you know, we'll, we'll do the same thing. We'll meet you guys back. And so there were these two guys, I think I told you what Ken George and whatever his name was. yeah, um, the these guys is. right uh, on acid the whole time, which <laughs> <laughs> they they these poor guys at this point were so out of their mind where this particular situation was probably a little bit too way over the top for them. So my nickname, they always called me the whole weekend. they always called me uh, Florida. that was my name, just Florida right. And I remember uh, the guy George and I have I have a couple photos and then I can send them to you if you want. Absolutely. But like, uh, (laughs) I remember them just grab he George grabbing me by my shirt, like like aggressively, and he's like, "You cannot go back out there!" Like screaming at me. (laughs) He's like, "You cannot go back out there. It's the apocalypse. You know, you can't go back out." I'm like George. Like I'm going, I'm going back out there. Like I have to witness some more of this. Um, but uh. He's yeah, like, no, it was. He's like
1: your wife. You're like going off to war. Yeah,
0: no, definitely, definitely. It's like, hey, man, just like it, it'll, it'll be fine. But I was like, is
1: it going to be fine? I don't know. So <laughs> wait, so when do you steal grapes? What's that? When 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 did you uh, actually steal something?
0: Ugh, like what time? I would say probably we're pushing maybe midnight, maybe one a.m. at this point.
1: Right, and like, but like, was that just? From, I mean, were there tons of other people reaching in and grabbing stuff? Or did you happen to find like the one stand that it, was like, well, like, walking walk through that moment? Because it's so innocent, what, like what you touched.
0: It's, it's fucking grapes. Like I was hungry. I went at grapes. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but uh, no, I remember that particular tent was just already pretty much picked out. And there was like, you know, just a bunch of produce and stuff, but like there wasn't like a ton left. Um, but that one wasn't completely burned down. I think that one, yeah, it had been kind of like pushed over, like the whole just the whole tent had been pushed over, and it was just stuff was left, like a, you know, completely vacated, you know, by you know everybody's left, like you know, all these vendors are like, I guess I just sacrifice all this. Yeah, and um, yeah, and so like yeah i guess this is my 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 token i guess i get
1: (laughs) grab some grapes
0: Mike got some got some grapes
1: you know it's fascinating that no one else thought to uh steal produce of all things you know it's like it's uh, shocking that they wanted to you know go to rip open atms and blow up trucks instead of uh you know just get some snacks
0: (laughs) yeah try try to try to feed yourself because i'm a little bit malnourished at this point
1: yeah absolutely so (laughs) I, i mean like are there Are you seeing people getting arrested? I mean, like, I'm just trying to like, what? when does it start winding down or or when do you start like kind of switching gears to get the hell out of there?
0: My, so my memory, I don't remember anybody actually, I don't remember seeing, and I'm sure I probably did, but I don't remember anybody like right now, like seeing them get arrested, but I do just remember vividly seeing people just getting chased around literally with like full, you know, riot gear, like clubs, like chasing after people. And I'm like, okay, well, well, that's not us. So, you know, it's like, they're not going to come after us because we have a little bit more of I don't know, just a, a different way of we look at it, at, look at life. But, um, right. but yeah, so it was right around, uh, I would say we met, we met back around like three or like three 30 AM and at the tent we're like, let's just pack everything up because here's the deal. Like, this is obviously, we don't know if this is going to continue. Um, obviously it's, it looks like it's you know not managed at all. And this is going to be hypothetically in the next like four or five hours, a complete fucking train wreck, even trying to leave this lot. So it might even take us like, you know, eight hours to probably even try to get out of Griffith's airport space. So let's just leave it. We, so we left at four. Um, Yeah. Left at 4am. And we, I remember just like, we packed up everything, you know, tents, everything. And I remember just, it was, this is where it got weird for me personally, where I knew where it got weird. (laughs) No, 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 this is, this is where, like, it got, it was weird, but, like, this is where it got, like, uncomfortable for me, just from, like, a, I don't know, man, just an like, anthropological standpoint or whatever, just humanity and, like, just culturally and, like, just how people are behaving and just all that, where we're walking, because we had not seen all of Tent City because we were close to the West Stage and, like, our little, nice little shaded area. And so we're walking through and we're just seeing just, it just... a a slew of just it's just people up screaming laughing throwing glow sticks just just it's like it's just it's a completely different planet at this point and it it sounds like there's a definitely a better way of describing that but it just it didn't feel right like there was just something it was like there was a kind of an evil in people's eyes and like just their general energy they were giving out and we're just trying to push through and of course there's pathways and everything else too but i'm like holy shit like this is what's this whole tent city area, this is what's going on right now.
1: Mass. And everybody,
0: mass. Yeah. Yeah. Good way. Um, and so, but so we go, we finally get to the wall, you know, the mural wall that clearly had been broken down, um, at this point. So we're like having to put, you know, we have like all of our luggage and everything else too. And we're trying to climb through all this, just, you know, decrepit, like just completely disheveled, you know, destructed area. And, um, and then just knowing okay well now we got to find our car our van Oy. and um and luckily yeah where we found our van and we we went out and then um we drove out um just kind of like sayonara. that was you know a, that, that was it. Quite, quite quite the no but it wasn't quite it I mean we remember we go to we park in uh we drove like an hour and a half and just pulled over into like a hotel parking lot just to sleep I remember just like a cop, it was raining, uh, wherever the hell we were. And, um, and the cop knocks on our window and he's like, cause of course we had a, a Woodstock 99 with a bird, you know, thing on the back of the, yeah." so you know, we were, we were suspect and, um, and he's like, you guys have to leave. And like, I remember we talked to him like, Hey man, can't we just like sleep? Like we're fine. Like we're not, we're not a problem, you know? Um, and he's like, no, you gotta go. And we're like, okay. And so we drive. And then all I remember is like, my friend Seth was driving and like, Maybe like 30 minutes later, I, we just wake up to him like literally asleep at the wheel on the side of like of the highway. just like with the little uh, whatever, just like uh, the blinker. No, not the blinker. It's just like whatever. It's like it's waking up. He's getting off the side of the road where it's just the little indentions in the road that are, um, you know, clearly showing him that he's literally driving off the side of the highway.
1: Oh, you were moving.
0: And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. No, oh, yeah, my we were God. It's like, terrifying. Seth, he, he, he fell asleep at the wheel.
1: Oh my god!
0: And uh, yeah, so we're like, okay, we <laughs> pulled over, and we're like, okay, <laughs> yeah. well, we're, we're, we now have to go and shift. We have to go in shifts for the next twenty four hours back to, back to Orlando. Um, and we got back to Orlando at uh three thirty in the morning.
1: Wow! So almost like a twenty four hour just stretch. Yeah, that's brutal, <laughs> yeah. man. Now. Okay, so you have all that. I'm sure, like, getting back home after, like, three days, like, it's always this weird come down period, you know, of, like, kind of just like, wow, what the fuck did I get through the processing? But as the news stories start coming out and you're starting to see how it's being covered and you start hearing things about sexual assaults and things, did that kind of, like, alter your memory or did certain things that you remember from the festival start kind of clicking in your head? It was like, oh, shit, like, that makes a lot of sense that they're saying this happened because I saw this
0: um no um not at all like i i really i think we were so dialed into you know our experience a bit and of course there's yeah, of course there's certain things and there's certain situations like i told you like at the, at the hangars and like um I, there was definitely a, a massive influx of you know guys that were there that were you know there just a freaking party and you know and go see kid rock and all that but um I thought it, I've always been fascinated of like the, the, the take that they have on this yeah. um, where it's like, especially like the HBO one that they did where it's like, it was completely, the narrative was so spun and not to say it didn't happen. And I, of course, one hundred, it's 100% abhorrent if that stuff did happen and I'm sure it did. Um, but you know, the narrative that they created around it, I'm like, okay, my experience at Woodstock 99 was not just hanging around a bunch of 25 year old frat guys.
1: Right. Yeah,
0: you know, what I mean, it's like, you know, who are abusing women and touching women, like, of course, there's video that's there. But it's like, personally, that wasn't my experience, what I witnessed. And I also saw a lot of women who on their own volition, who are morally, you know, completely entitled, if they want to take their shirts off, and and be free, you know, what I mean, of course, it makes no sense. And it's completely abhorrent, again, for a man to touch a woman, I have no respect for that whatsoever. And those people obviously should be locked away and you know obviously you know have some kind yeah, of repercussions of but like i just don't i just didn't see that as much as how they try to create and spin this right. bit of this narrative and like and especially the fact that like i don't even like the going back to the this this documentary now on on netflix like i'm watching this shit i'm like eh, i don't know it's a little bit kind of cringy in a sense like i don't understand why you can continue again to focus on like limp biscuit when you know, like you yeah. got, you know, insane clown posse doing the fuck the world chance, you know, up there too. It's like, I just don't, Yeah, yeah it's just like you, you guys focus. I understand like turn it into a, a larger series or something, but also, I, I don't know, just do, it, it doesn't land completely for me.
1: Did your friend uh, Vanessa that was with you, I mean, did she, besides that moment, you know, that you guys were like luckily there for, I mean, like, did she walk away with any kind of, Experience like that, or whatever. Like, I mean, have you talked about that? Like, or is she I would kind love, of like, yeah, you know. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, it's like, or I'm just wondering, like, because, I mean, we've talked to, you know, a, a couple different w- women that went and like while some like definitely had firsthand experience with, with being with being touched, you know, other ones just, you know, like had virtually mm-hmm. the same experience you did, you know, where they just kind of went to the festival and had a good time and that was it and didn't even know that this stuff right, was happening right. around them. I'm just wondering like, if she yeah. mentioned anything to you guys about ever feeling very unsafe or anything like that.
0: So we it, it's funny, like I haven't I had have not seen her much beyond that. Um she actually lives back here in in Orlando now. And I've I've actually reconnected with her. I had not seen her in that. she moved to New York, like I went away like like right after Woodstock, I i moved to I, I went to uh God, where was I? I went to like a study abroad thing in London and then I went to um uh what I wear, I go to Jacksonville and like, so anyway, I had not been in contact with her for quite some time and she lives back here. I would actually be very curious now to get her perspective on that. Yeah, um,
1: yeah, yeah. Maybe well, that's, maybe that's your mom. I know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So do you think now what, like with all of this being said and done in the documentaries and everything, do you think that there's an aspect of Woodstock 99 being remembered and covered in the way that it has been, mainly because it has the Woodstock name. Like if this was just a one, if this was just called like, you know, like 1999 festival or or music Y2K (laughs) or blah, 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 you know, and it was just its own thing. Do you think it would have such a dark cloud over it? I mean, obviously the, the things that happen make the dark cloud, but I always felt like, because it was supposed to be a Woodstock and Woodstock is famously peace, love and music that that's kind of the, why it's like, cause it's this is this great juxtaposition of like paradise lost kind of a thing. Do you right. think that that has anything to do with it? Or it was it just like that fucking crazy that it deserves this reputation.
0: Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it definitely has, it deserves its reputation. Just it, it's, it's, it kind of just scales beyond just putting a name on it. It was just a big zeitgeisty shift. And okay, this is now, it's not peace and love anymore. I mean, you're dealing with, you know, profiteering. I mean, we we live in a very kind of toxic capitalistic country. Don't need to go down a political route. Um, But like, you know, I don't, I remember back in the day when they were talking about trying to do like Woodstock, like again.
1: Yeah.
0: And they were saying that, like, yeah, here's the deal. You just don't call it Woodstock.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And it's like,
0: like this is, this is, that's the problem. It's like, you know, it's the whole one up, the whole one upmanship. Of it. it's like and I, and I would hope and i would like to hope you know that you know humanity doesn't want to try to one-up you know a music festival by causing more chaos
1: yeah and right. you know
0: that or you know obviously have other people who are going to manage it you know better because you know the guys completely from muppets that didn't do the right thing um it didn't plan accordingly but um but yeah, I don't know, like but you know, but who are you gonna have on? I mean, we got all these festivals that go around now where it's like you got the Coachellas of the world that aren't even I went to Coachella back in 05 when it actually was there for music. Yeah. And like, you know, now it's just it's just a bunch of influencers running around and you know, that that's it. It's not even about it's just like it's like it's almost like music's like tertiary. It's not even secondary, you know? Oh um,
1: totally. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean I, I agree. Not to sound like, you know, like the you know, aged, uh, you know, jaded concert guys. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, yeah, right. I went in 07 and, and 08 or I think 08 and 09. And 09 is really the last period because The Cure played and like Paul McCartney. And I was like, OK, like this is yeah. literally the next year. It's 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 totally different c- culture. Right. And I mean, with well, so the like when- 99, I don't think those things that happened there could happen now because of just like social accountability because of cell phones
0: oh very very true very true yeah exactly i mean if, if, if they actually have like any kind of connection on their phone um uh, but i guess they can go and you know they can film the video at the time but they can't do their live streaming as much um unless they pay for the premium package yeah <laughs> uh, but uh but yeah no it's i mean it, it's the whole festival world like it's uh i mean there's so many different options out there and like it it, it just frustrates me because when you want to go to a festival like you're a music guy i can tell like you know i don't know obviously i don't know you but like you know like you want to go to a fucking con you want to go to a festival and see music like of course there's ancillary stuff there's other stuff around there that you want to interact with yeah but like but i want between. to go see a show right i want to go see a concert like you know and I, but i also don't want to spend 500 dollars and then be forced to try to pay for like you know vip because they're just going to inconvenience you for your five hundred dollars and completely treat you like, you know, like it's a third world country. Yeah. It's like it's just it's it's bullshit. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. Well, and at Woodstock '99, people took it back. <laughs> you know, I, I, I guess <laughs> is kind of the the end of the thing. Well, I mean, unless you have a, a parting thought or anything, I think that's going to do it for, for for us today here, Matt. Um, uh,
0: my parting thought is I cannot wait for um, for the next Woodstock where it's just Kid Rock. Back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back. To back to back
1: to back to back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> he actually, you know, uh, for as much Bob shit as... Bob with the
0: to as... the, bar, the bar.
1: You know, as much shit as people uh give him, not only in the documentaries, but just in general, and and you know, and rightfully so in a lot of instances. But I mean, he won the Podcast 99 award for best in show. I mean, he 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 was the our, in our opinion, the best performance of the entire festival. But of course we weren't there. I, but hey, okay, <laughs>
0: let me let me back it up then. Sorry. Okay, I will just rewind all that and then I will just say sorry. I all I want is just smash mouth. I just went to Smash Mouth.
1: Oh yeah, that's it. hey, they're they're fucking fantastic. I've <laughs> <laughs> I've I seen them, so that that's it, Matt. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm glad you survived to tell the tale. And uh, you know, if yeah, yeah, if you come into contact with anyone except Shitty Rob, uh, send them our way.
0: Ryan, pleasure, bud.
1: All right, we'll talk soon. All
0: right, bud. Thanks. Bye.
1: Well, how about that, folks? Our first survivor. In nearly a year, uh, not, not not quite, but what a great story. I mean, that is a classic Woodstock 99 story and a great re entry into Griffiths. Um, you know, like I said on our last episode, our documentary review, we're going to start doing this again. We have a lot, you know, a lot of people lined up for this. So if you're a newcomer to the show, thank you. Thank you so much for finding us and enjoying it and sharing your love of the horrifying tragedy slash pop culture fucking tornado. That was Woodstock 99. If you enjoy hearing deep dives like this, you'll probably enjoy our other show culture dumps where we cover a different topic just about every week or a couple episodes a month, but they're all different. Some are multi-parters um, and they span generations. So it's it's not just 90 stuff or, you know, nostalgia stuff for my generation, but for, you know, there's older stuff, newer stuff. So be sure you check out Culture Dumps. And as always, if you went to, worked at, or played Woodstock 99, please contact us at podcast99official at gmail.com or on our Instagram at podcast99. I'm Ryan Lichten. I was joined by our guest, Matt L. See you at Woodstock.